happy, happy Monday, everyone. I hope you've had a restful weekend and are re-energized for the week ahead. So today I invite you to share in a conversation between me and Shelley Bartholomew, author of the book, This Beautiful Mess. Now, I'll be honest with you, it's hard to imagine Shelley having anything but a perfect life. She is a former Miss Teen USA, and from the outside looking in, she seems to have it all. But as we all know, it's never quite as easy as it seems or as cut and dry as it may look from appearances alone. This book is a great example of how we all have messes in our lives, but that God uses our messes for his good and for his glory. So I'll share a mess of my own. I actually was in the emergency room last week with debilitating back pain that was so severe, I couldn't take a deep breath. And as I look at next steps and begin to consider options, I see honestly nothing but a big old mess in front of me. But somehow I know God will redeem this part of my story for his good and for his glory. And remarkably, I don't fear what's next because I know he is in control and it's all going to be okay. Take a listen to this conversation between Shelly and I to dive more into how you too can give up fear for unbridled faith. I am so pleased to have the lovely Shelly Bartholomew on the show today to talk about her debut book, This Beautiful Mess, which comes out June 15th. This Beautiful Mess is raw and vulnerable. It's a tale about finding beauty in the many messes that life brings. And as a pageant aficionado, I first became familiar with Shelly when she was Shelly Moore and Miss Teen USA 1997. She is now a speaker, an author, a wife, a mom to three kids, and is here through this book and her life to help find a glimmer of light in the darkness for us all. Welcome to I'd Rather Be Reading, Shelly. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. I loved the book, and you have done such a wonderful job in this book of telling your story in such a real and relatable way. So I want to go back, if you would, to the moment when you were Miss Teen USA, or not the moment, but the year when you were Miss Teen USA. Tell me about that experience and how that shaped your life as an adult. Yeah, I mean, great question in so many ways. And first, Again, thank you so much for all of the kind things that you said. I didn't realize you you knew um, the the prior the teen Shelly or all <laughs> that by some YouTube or whatever. But um, I remember when you won. Like I was really into pageants. I was eleven. Really? When, I was eleven when you won. So oh, I re- I remember that very well. You were a baby. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel like a baby every day, Shelly. But thank you. Oh. But no, I remember. You're you when you won. Yeah, well, you know, that year as Miss Teen USA, definitely because it wasn't, I wasn't really into pageants. Uh, man taught me how to walk in heels, which I kind of, um, <laughs> I, I tell, uh, you know, that in the book. And I was just always an athlete and it just wasn't really on my radar. And, and, Aside from my sweet granny one day, you know, just watching the pageants that she always did and telling me that I was going to 
I need to do that one day and I'd probably win. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back outside now. I'll be, I'll see us later. Um, so, so the great surprise about, you know, becoming Miss Teen USA, this complete alteration of what I thought life was going to be. Um, it taught me independence. Um, I was 18 you know, in a lot of ways, it made me who I am today because I had to really reach within myself and say, okay, now it's time. Mom and dad aren't here. You know, I've got to start making some of these decisions. I've got to decide what I believe about life, what I think is beautiful, what is important to me, who I want to be much like I'm speaking into my own children's lives right now. I have a what I have a daughter that is going into college, the same, she's the same age as me. When I went through this, when you saw me, when you were 11 years old, now I have a daughter that is that age, you know? Wow. And, 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 and so, so many of the things I'm teaching her is based off of my experience and comes from that experience of remembering what it was like being out in the world and, um, being on my own and the spotlight and, and everything else. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so in the book, it, and I'm a woman of faith as you are. And so I so appreciate the faith-based perspective yeah. of this book. So in the book, you write that we all have messes in life and we do even Miss Teen USA 1997 has messes in life. And that is why I probably especially love this book is because you know, on the outside looking in, it just looks like a perfect life. And, and you know, and I know, and we all know that no one has a perfect life. And you write um, that we all have messes, but God is able to turn our message messes into messages. So what are some of the ways that God has done that in your life? Um, oh my gosh. Can I count the ways? Um, you know, it's, it's funny because in writing this book, I realized there are so many messy places in life that to narrow this down to a, well, 30 to 50,000 word book would be shortening. It would just be a blip of life. Um, so throughout the book and talking about fear, talking about owning our own stuff, talking about our marriage, talking about feeling unpretty as a girl um, and, and feeling unpretty inside and, and mom as a mama be having messes. Um, really understanding that we do all live in some sort of a mess and more often than not, we try to hide it or we try to fix it ourselves instead of giving it back to God where it belongs and what he wants us to do. Um, and so, so many of my messes, still making messes. I mean, that's the point of it is I want to say, we still have messes. It's not, hey, these were my messes. Like we still live in the midst of humanity, being human, being, you know, and we're, we have a choice in that. What do we do with that mess? Do we sit in it? Do we get depressed? Do we get sad? Sure, sometimes. What ultimately is our choice in that? Do we, do we say, God, you know, I don't have to be perfect. You didn't create me to be perfect. You're the only one to be perfect. Let me just give that back to you. 
and stop trying to play the perfection game. Um, and I don't even know that I answered your question. <laughs> you did. And it's just so true is that sometimes, you know, I, I heard this, my pastor said this in the sermon last week is that God doesn't necessarily create messes, mm -hmm. but he can use them all. Right. And you know, he is using your messes through this book to really make a difference. So um, you mentioned feeling unpretty, which is very um, hard to believe that a former project <laughs> queen would ever feel that way. Um, <laughs> um, you write about how we as women lose our confidence sometimes. And, you know, how have you struggled with your confidence over the years and how did you regain it? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And something that actually my daughter and I talk about over and over and over, um, because it's so easy to look into someone else's life or look at them in, in a screen and see everything that it looks perfect on the outside. Um, you know, the books behind me can be perfectly color coordinated, but you know, it is still a facade. It's still an appearance. You don't know what all is the crap's going on on the sides over here of the screen that you can't see. You can't see inside and how that person feels. So I go through in actually the chapter, um, this un an unpretty mess. Um, you know, I remember it starting really in middle school as it does for a lot of girls, as it did for my own daughter, just doubting yourself not feeling pretty. I was the lanky. I was not, I was like lanky, skinny. You'll grow into your knees, you know, teeth, like braces for years, like, you know, um, felt very, very unpretty for years. Um, and how I have dealt with that and how I encourage my daughter to walk through this in unpretty season is, who, who, who do I want to be? What, what is it? It's okay. First of all, just to say, you know what? It's okay. You feel that way. Yeah. And to say, I do too. It might not be the exact way that you do, but I feel that way too. And I think that a solution for that way that we feel and to girls, women, we, we, this place that we live in of feeling unpretty, un whatever, un you know successful. You you can you can compile a list a mile long of all of the uns and um, I'm not enoughs that we feel throughout the course of a day, and just remembering our center, pausing to remember who am I? Who did God create me to be? the prettiness and perfection is not the goal. And I tell my daughter, if that's the goal, then you're going to be disappointed every single day that you step foot out into this world because perfection is not the goal. So I think just realizing that, Hey, even if it is unpretty, it's okay. I have permission, giving myself permission to just be like, all right. Well, you're beautiful inside and out. And listeners, what she was talking about is her bookshelf that's behind her on this Zoom call is color coordinated, which speaks to the depths of my soul, Shelly. So you and I are color coordinated soul sisters. I'm a reliever. Like when I'm not writing or do trying to sit in this chair, like sometimes I just can't sit in the chair any longer. I'm like, oh, what needs to be organized? 
I need that's, to... how, that's how I yeah. deal with stress is I yeah. organize, I compulsively organize. And so there could, so be, it, worse habits. There could be worse vices than that. So good. well, true, true. <laughs> I suppose you're right. But, um, you know, I struggle with anxiety and a passage from your book, which says, quote, fear itself is the true enemy really resonated with me. How do you combat other than organizing your, your bookshelf, how do you combat fear, anxiety, and worry in your life? Um, you know, a lot of it is kind of what I said before, is realizing that all of those things, all of those emotions, that all 27, there's probably more, but somewhere it says I've got the, the number 27 emotions that God gave us to feel just saying it's okay. And in the, it's okay. You have permission to feel the way that you do. And there's nothing wrong with you for feeling the way that you do, because God gave you that emotion to own that, to call it what it is. And to just breathe in that moment and breathe through that moment of, I feel sad. I feel depressed. I can't calm my heart down just to breathe into that and to say, it's okay that I feel that way. Because if you think about it, a lot of our anxiety snowballs by us trying to press it down and trying to stop it. And why do I feel this way? Why can't I just not feel this way or get it together? Like I'm the queen, get it together, Shelly. Come on, I don't have time to feel this way right now. Mm-hmm. But when I create that moment, it's not easy in the beginning, but with more practice, like anything else, practicing to just breathe and pause in that moment and that emotion that, and not attack yourself about it, but love yourself through it and say, messy's okay. You know, unpretty's okay. Anxiety, you know, I can get through this if I just breathe through it. It made me want to take a deep breath. Like (laughs) that is how I have to otherwise I'm going to drive everybody around me crazy if I don't just stop and calm yeah say God gave 27 or whatever the number is 27 emotions that God gave us you know well he gave them to us because he expected us to feel all of them at some point so you know fear is is one that you know you'll feel some sometimes but that can push you either farther away from God in your relationship with him or closer to him. And it's always been such a dichotomy for me as a Christian to struggle with anxiety, right? Because, you know, I have, I've heard it said fear is temporary atheism, but fear is also, you know, my connector to God, because whenever I'm scared, I, I turn to him more than I ever do, you know? Yeah. And um, another, I mean, again, listeners, you've got to get this book, this beautiful mess out June 15th. Another passage that really resonated with me is you write about feeling as though you are too much and not enough all at once, which I totally relate to. And those are literally words right out of my own mouth and how you also write about how we feel we we will be worthy if, if we get married, if we have kids, if we get this job, if we buy this house, but you really want readers to understand that they're worthy now right now. So why does that matter to you that, that your readers know that? That, that my readers know that they're worthy right now, even if, even if they don't lose the weight or even if they don't X, Y, Z, 
Yeah, it's important because perfection is not the goal. And if we are not okay now in the mess, those 20 pounds, that makeover, that, you know, those hair extensions, that whatever it is, like if you're, the, all of those things are okay. They're wonderful things if they make you feel better. But the point is, are you happy stepping into that? Is that what you are saying? If I have this, then, because I'm not enough, I need to be this. And then a lot of times it's been, oh God, I'm just too much. It's, just, you know, um, but, but just knowing that it's okay and you have to love yourself in the moment of mess, you know? Um, and it is just as hard, you know, I, I had people, you know, because I have the pageant background, because I'm blonde, tall, thin, you know, I've, I've got that, you know, facade that, that has been not facade, but physique that, that is, that is my mask that I wear. That is my costume that I have on. Yeah. And I didn't give myself this costume. So I still have the same emotions, insecurities as someone that doesn't look like me. Um, and that is going to be, you know, it's just as big of a struggle. I have different struggles than the next person. Um, but knowing that and accepting that God made me how I am, this is a costume, I think has helped me a lot in just calling it what it is. Like we are wearing costumes and inside of it is our souls that, that God made. And we're all meant to just you know, love each other that way, not based on the costume that we're wearing, um, has just given me a lot of comfort and peace, you know, and even Absolutely. writing a book because I didn't want to be on the cover of it. <laughs> and that was a choice from the publishing company, but it's a great uh, cover by the way. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, part of my insecurity was I don't, I don't want to be on the front of it. I don't want people to think, oh, sure, sure. Her, I'm bet her messes are huge. You know, well, that's what I was going to say, Shelly, is that like it, it makes this book even more prescient, if you will, because, you know, you you came up in a pageant world where perfection was expected. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it like you couldn't be imperfect. One misstep. You don't you don't win the title. Right. That someone else. Good. Someone else does. There's 51 or 50 other women that want that want that want you to make that misstep, have that mess so they can literally take the crown from you and so you embracing this especially with you know your background and and you know your exterior life which there's always so much more to the story than what we see on the exterior and your book totally drives that point home I think it makes it actually more compelling oh thank you I really that means so much to me because that that is one of the I did I just didn't want to be stand in the way you know, of a yeah. message that God was like, it's time. You've been holding Absolutely. on to it for quite a while. I've let it cook long enough. It's going to be burnt if you don't let it out. So <laughs> yes. that is how it ended up out in COVID. Just help, just kind of press. Let's do it. Nothing like a global pandemic to get the message Nothing out, right? Like that, to be real, 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 to sit in your mess literally and go, I don't want to think about these things. I don't want to go Feel back. That. To visit them. Well, and 
yeah. there's beauty in the truth telling, you know, like when, when it comes out of you and, and I know this as a writer myself, when it comes out of you and onto the page, there's a catharsis there. And I hope, and I'm sure that you felt that when you spilled out your heart onto these pages is that, you know, there's, there's real healing there, but also the, the joy in knowing that your messes have, have helped someone else through theirs. Yeah. And so, you know, as we, as we wrap up our conversation today, Shelly, what do you hope readers take away from this beautiful mess? Um, it's a great question. So you know, my biggest thing and what I had to remember in the process of writing this, because, you know, you get lost and you go down tra rabbit trails and you chase squirrels all over the place until the thing gets actually written and has some form of organization. And the one thing I had to just keep remembering is when a woman shuts this book, really finishes any one of these chapters I hope that as she closes the chapter, she's just able to take a breath and just go, you know what? It's not that bad. You know what? I've got women with me. You know what? Women are on my, like we're, we're all here to, to encourage each other and to say, you know what? You don't have to be perfect. I'm here. You know, God is there. He gave you the emotions. It's okay to mostly just give women permission to be messy and to actually look at this messy life that they think they're just screwing all over the place. And it's just messy, you know, they're just messing up everywhere. Kids, wife, they don't have, or, you know, whatever it is. And just say, it's beautiful. Like the mess is beautiful. It's part of the process. That's how we learn. That's how we grow, you know? And, uh, yeah. So I'd, I'd say that that's what I had to keep in front that of That is more than enough, my friend. Like that is, and it's just, you know, I hope women, when they, when they read this book, when they finish it, as you said, you know, just exhale, you know, ex, exhale that need to be yeah. perfect. And that need, because seriously, no one ever learned anything through any of my successes. Right. But I, I hope a lot of people have learned a lot of things through my messes of which there are many. And so, you know, I think the, the Valley is, is not a fun place to be, but it is where we learn the most and the mountaintop is for celebrating. That's where everybody wants to go, but we learn the most in the Valley and therefore we can only teach when we've learned ourselves. And so it's, well it's so good. So good. So good. So good. Thank you oh, so much for being that. on the show today. Um, it's such a good and necessary reminder to me to grow through what I go through and to embrace my messes is beautiful and realize it's all a part of the story and the life that God has be beautifully woven together just for me. So thank you again for being here. Yay. Thank you. The book is This Beautiful Mess out June 15th. Make sure you grab a copy. I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. Shelly is absolutely lovely. We have got a hilarious book on deck for Thursday's author interview as kiddos prepare to go back to school in the coming weeks. I can't even believe it's almost that time, but on Thursday, we'll be chatting with Karen Albert, author of Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be A-Holes. <laughs> we'll see you then. <laughs>